What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is the Easy Podcast, and uh, what? I'm Zach Abbotts, <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is Eric Thurston. That's right. Yeah. What, what year was that? 2002? <laughs> yeah. No, I no, think it was, it was earlier, earlier than, than that. that. Um, I think, I think so. you're right, because I think it was yeah. around the, the Broncos double Super Bowl. Yes. So, yeah. that was 97? Yeah. 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Which is so, you know, it's funny that that commercial never goes away. I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Michael Pena's character pulls up in, in the van at looking for them to give him help. He's like, yeah. what the? So if you're tracking <laughs> on our uh, our drinking game, the Easy Podcast drinking game, we've already mentioned Marvel once. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. We've, we've yeah. achieved drinking game status? I don't Is know. That it? <laughs> I'm thinking that the, that's probably a good one. Yeah, that's cool. But you also might die. No, yeah. Because we mentioned... That, no, we're well, not... We're we not, don't mention Marvel a lot. We're not advocating Thurston. any Anybody destroying their livers. No, but drinking games are fun. They when can in, be. When in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> but not for this podcast. Yeah. If, if, if the bingo is uh, Eric says a Marvel thing, you're done. Well, dude, we, we it, it is Captain Marvel week. So. It is. You're absolutely right. And uh, we're going to check that out here in a couple days. Do you have your tickets already? Uh, no, I probably should, shouldn't I? Are you kidding me right now? You, not, you're kidding me. I'm not you, man. You're I've been in Africa. Oh, I've been in Africa. You've been back from Africa mm. for two weeks now. All right, all right. You caught me. <laughs> I think you just you just reminded me I'm that you can... I'm questioning pr- your nerd status well, right now. I think I just realized or remembered that you can actually pre-purchase tickets. Mm. Like, mm. I've, I've been in, mm. a, you know, mm. been in, my mindset's been a little out there. Mm. Mm. Anyways, I'm going to go do that as soon as we're done recording. You want me to do it right now on the podcast yeah, live? Yeah, you need to open your phone. Go to okay. insert sponsored movie ticket Fandango um, place. I'm not buying it off Fandango. <laughs> you get out of here with your fan crap. Hey, if they paid us money, you would be buying it off of Fandango. Fandango, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I didn't mean what I said there. I'll, I'll sling your crap. It's fine. Not yet. They haven't paid us. If you pay us. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, this is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form by no, any not at ticket. All. Well, I don't even know how to. App. I'm going to do this later. I don't know how to use the internet, apparently. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, the funny wow, thing. Wow, your nerds. Yeah, I'm okay. stealing. I'm taking your nerd card right now. Oh, man. I'm so. T- you can't use the internet. You don't have Captain Marvel tickets already. I know. People are. Dude, we're losing listeners. I know. Uh, this, this is a terrible episode. This is awful. But we're gonna continue on. Why? Because we're disparaging your nerd status. I don't being. I don't like being attacked about my nerdism. Uh huh. My 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 nerdism is that even? I don't well, even. Well, we're, we're questioning in it. it was, well, at least at <laughs> least we both can't talk. Yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're not playing the drinking game. No, we're way. not. We're not. <laughs> Although that would be another square. Is uh, if actually if Eric mispronounces something like oh, a, is a it, name, is that it? would be another one. Yeah. I mean, we could we could Joe Rogan this thing. You know, just. Like him and Elon Musk sitting back and you want to toke it up while we're no no <laughs> <laughs> no but apparently they had four uh, four shots of whiskey before they even started recording 
Wow. Yeah, that I was like, wait, what? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd still be awake. Right. Take a I little would, nap. Yeah, I had to been done. Yeah, talking about sound blankets earlier wait, before wait. we started recording, I'd be in a little sound blanket yeah. coma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little blanky. Well, you know, let's get into the podcast <laughs> since that's what this is. Let's just stop oh, talking. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Anything exciting? I saw something on Instagram that scared me a little bit. It, it, okay, it scared me when I took off. And it just kept going. And I, 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 I realized quick because so I did the test in the house. Uh-huh. All right. So what Zach's talking about is, is that I, I, I was um, a madman. I took some rubber bands and I wrapped them around the feet of my Mavic Pro. Okay. You're, in your mind, you're probably picturing like normal rubber bands that go around like a newspaper. These were these were thick rubber bands. Yes used for i don't know what yeah really, there was a, a couple of so two of the rubber bands were like probably half like a half wide. inch thick yeah and they were like production rubber bands for you know cabling or whatnot and then there was another half a dozen smaller thinner uh rubber bands but let's not get into the rubber bands <laughs> let's get into why i was putting rubber bands on the drone yeah so moment Moment Lenses, which this podcast is also not sponsored by, um, hint, hint, wink, wink, um, is doing a international film festival where you have to film. It's a three minute. So there's the the requirements are are it has to be three no longer than three minutes, and it has to be shot on your phone. Now it doesn't say you have to use a moment lens, but you know it would help because it's a moment festival, right? So which one did you get? So I got the anamorphic lens. Okay. So you know it's more kind of a cinematic look um, as far as aspect ratio and that type of thing, um, and it's got some really cool light refractions on mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, the lens flaring is pretty cool. <clears throat> so I I thought okay I'm gonna do this thing. But I want some drone shots. How can I get drone shots and still stay compliant to the rules of the film festival? Do you have to prove this? Like, do you think they'll? Well, come I up already to you did. And be like, I already proved well, it. Well, I guess by, the, yeah, by my, my 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 IG story. Yeah, they so, have to check out your Instagram. Well, you need to post it because your Instagram I'll, story is going to be gone. I'll do. Well, I'm probably going to do if I if I actually successfully test video with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will do a kind of a BTS video like, Hey, attach your phone. Don't, no, don't, 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 don't attach your here's phone. Here's the risk of yeah. attaching. Here's your phone what I to did. Don't do this. Um, so yeah, it took me a little bit to get the rubber band configuration <laughs> proper because you know, the, the arms aren't right. The, you know, they open up, but if you put, put tension on them, they're going to close. So right. I'm like, yeah, I got to configure how the, and anyway, long story short, I was able to get my iPhone 10 suspended underneath the drone. Now, part of the reason why I used rubber bands too was for vibration dampening, right? Because yeah. if I just stuck it on there with some tape. It's going to shake like crazy. It's gonna, Yeah. So perhaps the vibration dampening works. And if you want to, if you want to see. Did I, was it the video? Did I put the video up or no, was it just a picture? No, it's just the pictures of, of the, yeah. <clears throat> so I'll put a video up later, but um, um, yeah. 
what was I saying? <laughs> three minute, three minute. Yeah. So this, whatever. So I, I'm like, I really want a drone. So I'm trying to figure out how to attach my phone to the drone, so I can get a drone type of shot, but using the phone, so that I can still say, "Hey, I complied to your rule of shooting on a phone." Oh, man, that's so risky. It is. It's a huge risk. That's so, so risky. Here's the thing. I put it on, fired up the drone, and the I'm getting an obstacle error. Oh, yeah. Before I've even taken off. Yeah, your sensors. Because of the sensors on the bottom. Right. So I need to... Sport mode. Disengage the sensors. Yep. Which... That's even scarier. Which scares the tar out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you could just do certain ones. Tell it, like, just the bottom or... But it, mm. it's, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I haven't been... Uh, I've been working on much. I uh, got back into the office and I've just been really busy working on some edits for the Liberia footage. Yeah. Um, which it looks awesome. Man. I saw some of those clips, man. It it does look awesome. There's something about like, gosh, this is a this is probably a terrible thing to say, but third world countries, um, or just kind of like lower income countries in general, they all have these gorgeous colors. Yeah, you know the the buildings are and they're old faded paint, and I don't know if it's if it's just a, a cheaper paint that they use, but colors are always just so like mute you know vibrantly muted that which is a total oxymoron <laughs> but it i don't know it's something like columbia was the same way just greens and yellows you know and, and blues that you don't get here you yeah. know especially in phoenix it's all grays and I wonder, tans i wonder if it's a if it's a well it's cultural i'm sure on one yeah. level but i wonder if it's the pigments that they use in, right. in their paints and the colors that they choose because well, I mean, people aren't yeah. choosing those those outlandish color. Like you don't want to be the guy on your block with the pink house, and I don't mean like you know the faded pink, uh, you know, right. somewhat no, like hot dude. pink, yeah, like fuchsia yeah, yeah. pink, right? Um, it might be that, or I mean, it could just be because they're they're often you know they're not clear coated or they're not primered correctly, and yeah, also, or HOAs is saying yeah. no. I mean, no. I mean, there wasn't homes really painted at all, um, but you know, some businesses and stuff in in the area that I was in. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, you probably get it if you go to other kind of sun, you know, bleached areas, even if they yeah. do have a higher income um, population. But for the most, whoa, hitting the mic. But for the most part, yeah, I'm only getting those colors in 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 lower income countries whenever we're going. And um, but I, I find it so it's just so beautiful on camera, especially after a nice color grade. Oh yeah, yeah. And this you know skin tones and everything. The FS5, I really love that camera. Um, the A7S2, um, we shot S Log2 on everything, um, so real flat out of the mm-hmm. camera. We even shot yep. ProTune and flat on uh, the GoPro and the um, Osmo Pocket. So coming in and grading it all. Oh, and the Mavic Air. Um, just, it was awesome. It, it looks really cool. It's got a nice vibe to it. And um, I actually took um, like some some text stuff that I did with the video. I took from a show that I was watching um, the last couple weeks. Um, just finished it up called Killing Eve. It's on Hulu. Mm. Um, it's got Sandra Oh, who is the girl that used to be on um uh Grey's Anatomy. So mm-hmm. she was she was yep. the main character besides Grey for Grey's Anatomy for like eight, I don't know, ten years or something like that. Um but she's on this show um called Killing Eve and it's it's originally on BBC and BBC America, but Hulu's got some uh I guess redistribution rights. 
And uh, man, it's really good. So it's based off of a book. Um, and the premise is that Sandra O oh plays a um, an MI5 agent. She's American, though, but she was like originally born in the UK. And then um, her parents split up. And so she went with her dad or her mom. I can't remember which one. Um, and to America. And then her dad or her mom, whoever she went with, passes away in America. Mm-hmm. So then she comes back and lives with whoever in, in the UK. And then she, she's, she grows up uh, in the UK. Well, she gets this MI5 job and then she basically has this like personal, um, you know, job or I guess personal, what am I trying to say? Like uh, addiction <laughs> to catch this, this assassin that she kind of has been conspiracy theorizing about. Well, it turns out that that assassin is real. And then that assassin also knows, like finds out who she is. And so then this is really like kind of like cat and mouse, weird psychological thing mm. where like they run into each other and they're like, nobody's ever really hidden from the other person. And it's really good. It's really well acted. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of action, but like the, the, the acting is just phenomenal. Like every single person just kills it on that show. It's really good. Nice. So I would check that out. I think it's only eight episodes. Um, on Hulu, they're about an hour each. No, okay. The, what is it with these new shows? Uh, I mean, I find that on Netflix too. That there's seven or eight episodes, and that's it. That's that's the season. So, like, how does an eight episode show? Yeah, make a whole season. Well, that's that's kind of the standard everywhere except here. Is it? So I'm pretty sure a good majority, a good chunk of like British television is only eight or maybe 13. Um, now there's, there's a lot of dramas in, um, in American television that are either eight, 13. Um, and then some of them for like broadcast TV go up to 22. Okay. Maybe so, that's why, maybe I'm used to the whole broadcast. Probably because like CSI and yeah, all those yeah. shows that, you know, I just, I really can't stand. Um, they all go up to 22. Yeah. And um, it seems like, and, and they only take a break during the holidays or whatever, or, Until you have three or months off, or whatever. And then there's and then like a summer again. break, yeah, yeah. That's and then the, and then know. lately, they've it, over the last like ten years, they've been splitting them where you get like eleven, and then they take a couple months off, and then another eleven, or, you know, and then they take another couple months off, and then then the next season starts. Um, but yeah, I mean the the eight and thirteen um, setup is pretty common in British television, which they actually don't call them season; they call them series. Um, but a lot of dramas like the AMC stuff is all, it's almost all 13. Um, the first season of breaking bad, I think is eight. Um, it may have actually yeah. been six. It may have been like a weird number if I can't, I can't remember right though. Um, but then it became 13. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last season might've been only 10. I can't remember, but yeah, I mean that, that's, I think it's more with the dramas or the shows that have a continual storyline, mm-hmm. um, where they don't want typically they don't want to carry through for 22 episodes like 22 hours i mean 24 is an, is an exception um where it's 20 literally 24 episodes for a right. season right. um uh yep. shield is another one where they have a story arc that carries through for 22 episodes um i think they're getting in a bridge season though for the next one but um yeah it's 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 interesting. I think we've actually started to get away from who who cares how long, like tell the story in however long you need to tell it. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't mind. And I mean, it doesn't. I'm just curious about it. I mean, I don't mind that it, that we're getting less per se, as long as it's quality. Yeah, I agree. So. And I think 
the the less is kind of the thing that people should more aim for lately because if you look at the Marvel uh, Marvel TV shows that's three Marvel references by the way four now um, they they went too long I feel like on each episode or each season of every show so they're almost all 13 episodes they should have maybe been 10 mm. um, it just feels like a little bit of fluff in each season um, but like looking at uh, this this Killing Eve or even like the Jack Ryan show on Amazon I think it only had eight also mm-hmm the problem that I mean, my personal problem with that is like, as soon as the eight are over, I'm like, I want more. Right. Yeah. Like, give me the next season. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's important to tell a story and have her many episodes you need and don't try and extend it out just because you have this broadcast mentality. Right. I yeah. mean, we're not in that world anymore. Right. You're yeah. in the world of your stories as long as it yeah, needs and to be. Yeah. And it's streaming. Yeah. And, and there you're releasing the entire, season or series all at once yeah if you're netflix um i don't think hulu does or amazon oh but i think netflix is the only one that'll do them all at once still um which which even that idea i mean it it's it's completely different type of programming like as far you know old school broadcast you have this is your season format this is your episode format this you know here we are breaking down (laughs) <laughs> yeah really well, like we didn't really intend on talking no about this, i think it's it's, it's, it's actually an interesting topic yeah um i agree and it brings me into something that we're going to talk about in a minute but um umbrella academy is probably the first series on netflix that i can think of where like there isn't a like a title sequence it's almost like it's set up for binge watching yeah so they, what they do every episode is, i mean they have credits at the end um, but then when the, the next episode starts, there's, you know, there's, there's the cold open and then there's a random umbrella with the logo on it and then it right. kicks into the episode and then yeah. you have, then you have little lower third titles for the actors and stuff as the episode goes on. Um, but I'm wondering, like we're in this binge world. I'm surprised that Netflix even does like a per episode credit system anymore. Like I'm, I'm waiting for that first show where it just has like, Credits on the first episode and then credits on the last episode and nothing on any of the other ones. And it's kind of like a, you just, you, you pause it basically because you're binging eight hours. You're not necessarily watching eight episodes. That's not the way I'm looking at Netflix shows anymore. Yeah. I'm looking almost as them being these eight hour, 13 hour movies, less so than them being one hour episodes eight times. Yeah. So I'm really curious when that first series is going to come out from Netflix where it's all the same director, all the same writer, all the same everything. So they only do credits on episode one and episode eight, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. And then you just kind of have like a intermission or something that they do between each episode. I don't know when that'll happen. I'm sure somebody will do it. It'll probably be, you know, Charlie Booker or something for like a Black Mirror season maybe. But those are so different and so unique and you have different people working on them. I don't know if you can do that. But um, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's um, that was one thing watching uh, Umbrella Academy that that stood out to me. It, it it did feel like this this just all runs together. Yeah, there there aren't there aren't like okay, we've built in commercial breaks. Right. The only time that you realize that is when they do. There's some there's some creative way where they reveal the logo. Right, which I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, and the uh, full disclosure, I didn't get to finish. I didn't get to finish Umbrella Academy. I still have two episodes left, but um, 
I really enjoyed, I think it was the last one or second to last one that I saw um, <laughs> where the umbrella, it like falls off the wall and then it just opens up and uh, mm-hmm. the number, was it number three or whatever, whichever one the, the drug the Klaus is the drug brother. Uh, <laughs> he like screams like a little girl when it opens up. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. I thought it was pretty funny, yeah. but yeah, it's been really clever. I guess that's a, that's a common theme in like in the comics. So the comic books or episode or episodes, but issues, right? Uh, they each have kind of the Umbrella Academy logo in unique, like just background. So that there was kind of like a homage or like a carryover from the comics into the TV show. So that's pretty cool. Well, before we get too much into uh, Umbrella Academy, which is going to be kind of our main topic of what we're talking about today um, or this episode. Um, let's talk about kind of what we're doing this weekend because you and I are, we're working an event and it's a, it's a concert. So I'm in charge of camera gear and all the, all the operators that we're, we're having at this concert to film it. And you're handling the streaming side of it. That is correct. So that's kind of my, that's my, my every week responsibility is handling the live stream and you know, taking the programming to the interwebs. Yeah. And um, Al Gore's internets. <laughs> right. Because yeah. he, he created it. He invented it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Thanks, Al. <laughs> but let's just talk about that platform real quick. So okay. we're going to, every weekend, we, you know, you go to a, uh, the website host, but then for this event, it's going to be a little different. So you're going to be going to YouTube and the website host. Correct. Yeah. So we have a platform that's that, uh, you know, it's internal URL and and that's kind of like the landing place that, you know, we have a a live chat that happens each week. Um, So we are broadcasting live the 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 concert event from the arena. So we got to take all the gear out and get it there, um, get it all set up, make sure. You know, we have some redundancy in our networking and that type of thing. Sure. Making sure the network's solid and can handle the bandwidth and, you know, all the all the deets. Yeah, it should be able to. I mean, it's um, out of college, so hopefully yeah. their internet's fast enough. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's an NCAA-level yeah. arena, so they, you know, they're doing collegiate sporting events there regularly. Yeah, I basically need to make sure that the internet speeds are good and the bandwidth that we have and there's some redundancy in the network. So, you know, we have a fail safe and, um, now the system that you're using is, it's relatively new, right? Yeah. So the, the, the encoding or transcoding service that, that we use is called living is one. And, um, and basically it's a new type of, Technology. Now, if we really want to nerd out, we can really nerd out. Let's right do now. it. Let's do it a little bit here. Um, so, for live streaming, the the standard for the last number of years has been RTMP, which is real time media player, which is was what the protocol, the internet protocol is for delivering video, um, or HLS, which is the improved version of that that was developed by Apple. So course um so the more stable is like an h2 or an h264 hls stream as as far as latency concern as far as efficiency on the network is concerned uh it's just a it's a better less interrupted 
service stream than your RTMP. Right. Now, a lot of platforms, however, aren't necessarily adopting all of that. Now, is that because of licensing through Apple or does Apple give that licensing away or do you not know? Um, I, I'm not sure on specifics for specific platforms. I know that was kind of a problem with like ProRes yeah. on editing is like Adobe didn't want to pay for it. So for mm-hmm. you to have ProRes in Adobe, you had to also have Final Cut installed. Yeah. And that was kind of a, a way through it, which is really stupid. But yeah, you know. Here we um, are. And I don't believe it. I don't. It, and it might be resources. You know, it might sure. be, might be resource. You know, you've you've got to now retool whatever. And or, you have to maybe have two teams to develop <clears throat> on both platforms. Sure. Yeah, and de- determine what you're gonna support. You know, backward compatibility and that type of thing. Right. So, right. Um, but this company was started by a former senior engineer from Cisco. And if you know what Cisco is, Cisco is a router company and switching company as far as networking is concerned. Um, And I would say that probably 93% of your internet traffic passes through a Cisco router or switch at some point. Yeah, I don't think that's a bold statement. I think that's probably pretty accurate. It could be even more, actually. It probably is. but he's developed a new protocol, and this protocol is even more stable. And so the HLS latency, they, they're saying the latency floats between... Um, and when I say latency, what I mean in this case, because you, you can take that a few different ways. So sure. latency could be like the audio and video get out of sync. So there's a latency between what you're seeing or and what you're hearing. Right. So there's that. Um, but there's the other level of latency is, is that when I press send for that stream, when I press, you know, go, we're going live, the time at which it takes for you as the user or viewer to see that. So the latency in where the stream gets transcoded and then decoded. Um, so... When I when I'm sitting here in the broadcast room and I'm and I'm sending that stream out and the end user's not seeing it for two minutes and two minutes is kind of a normal level of of latency, you know, two to four minutes sure. on an HLS two sixty four stream. Yeah. At at like say a fifty uh, fifty six hundred um, bit rate. Um. So this new codec or this new um, protocol that this guy's developed is taking that latency from a two minute window down to under 30 seconds. Wow. That's a huge leap. It's a huge leap. um, And it's, and it's packet chunking. Now packet chunking is um, where they're breaking up the stream and, and some of the other protocols still do a form of this. But he's just found a way to do it a lot more efficiently. Okay. The issue with the new protocol goes back to, you know, when the same issue that HLS had over RTMP. Now, HLS is backed by a huge corporation called Apple. So it's going to be, they've got resources to be able to propagate that that technology out into into the internet. Where 
as um, starting a small company like this with a new protocol, it's it's a lot it's a lot more challenging in that yeah, regard. Right. So, I mean, he had some resources, and starting in the the um, house of worship space, which is totally totally cool. I think when you start to see um, the technology and the win as far as the efficiency and the lower latency. And it's just, it, when, when something's better, it's just better. Yeah. Right. And so we, we did some tests and we're, we're, we've been using it now for three, three months. Okay. And, it's been solid. Our latency and just the quality of the stream is better. And um, and another element that's not necessarily technical, but equally as important, is the customer service and just the attentiveness to. I'd say almost sometimes more is. important. It, it really is <laughs> yeah. because you know we're we're people trying to accomplish something, and they're they're people trying to provide something. So the the variable is the people <laughs> right and just connecting and being able to 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 feel valued as a as a client and being taken care of and i mean they're they're listening to us and and getting feedback with regards to what are some features that they can provide that sure. that maybe they have on their list but because of the resources it's taking them a little bit longer like as far as data you know, there's there's their data points that that I want more granularity into, and and they're working on that. Yeah. And so yeah. to to, and I feel I feel a part of the team on their team because they're asking for feedback and they're asking for that, and and they're like they're they're eager to make it better. And I'm like, well, you know, the important part of the stream you've already made better, which right, is right. great. So it's just the other things now that we got to focus on. Yep. I mean that's super yeah. important especially in a in a young business. It is, yeah. Just to get that customer service right yeah. and that R&D with the customer, you know? Yeah. And you think, you know, it's one of the things is that you might be used to getting a certain level of features, you know, a feature set with with your service that you're that you've had, but let's say you remove some of those features and you're like, uh, like I can't imagine if you went to buy a phone now, a smartphone, right. and you were losing features. Yeah, all it did if was you make would, phone calls. If you would be patient <laughs> in that, you yeah, know, because the phone was just better. Right. Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. If, if, no, if the phone call, features. <laughs> if the phone call sounded like I was in the same room as the person. And it could read my mind for text messages, <laughs> right? But it didn't have the internet. Mm -hmm. But that was going to come eventually. Yeah, it'd be it'd be hard for me to be like, yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I'll 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 lose the internet on my phone for six months to a year. But if if they did that well with with the with the in this analogy with the voice and text messaging, then the rest of it's going to be awesome too. Right. Once if that's, they get to it. If that's the most important. Right. Like the primary thing that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Because we get so spoiled with the, the, the suite of services that come and features. I know. That come with what we get. And so, and we were used to a certain level of, of uh, granularity with the, with the data and the analytical reporting and um, the different things, you know, stuff around the stream that would help us to determine, hey, is this, is this part of what we're programming good? Is it right. not? Do we need to make tweaks? How do we make it better? And 
not that data is the end all be all, but it does tell a story. Right. And there we are telling stories. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, good luck getting a customer service rep for if you're using YouTube. Like it might have analytics oh, yeah. and ease, but good, yeah. yeah, you're not going to get a phone call to somebody. <clears throat> Unless you're an advertiser dumping yeah. hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars every month, you're probably, you probably don't have a rep. Yeah. 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 Well, but, but yeah. And so, so speaking of YouTube, YouTube and Facebook are working closely with this company to, to adopt this new technology. So that, that's a, that says a ton about what, what, They've right. Developed. Yeah, it's so, it's clear that there's something going on there that they want to be a part of. Yep, and we and we're going along for the ride yeah. with them. And I mean, if there's anything Facebook needs, <clears throat> it's better video processing because it's hundred uh, percent awful. Yeah, definitely the worst platform. Well, yeah, and I think they're doing so much um, computing in the background. You know, a- AI stuff that they're trying to you know behavioral. So that they can monetize that right. even further, and 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 the taxation on the client side of that computing that they're doing is 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 too much. Yeah, it's too much for for like I I very rarely go on Facebook anymore. No, I'm I'm on there for a couple of groups that I'm a part of. Some, yeah, same. Some gear groups, um, yeah, and, and some some poster groups. But other than that, like that's that's my only use for Facebook. I'm rarely on that. I'm, uh, Instagram is about it now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's um, it's exciting. It's exciting new new uh, service and gear that we're that we're leveraging, and um, we're this is the first time we're using it outside of the scope of of our our, normal, broad, week our, week, yeah. our normal weekly broadcast space. So we're taking it out into an arena situation and. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, speaking on gear a little bit for what I'm what I'm handling, so I'm taking care of all the gear and operators for the event, and um, we've got I think it's seven. Yeah, it's seven iMag cameras, which is image magnification. So it's mm-hmm. the cameras that will show up on on the screens on the side. Yeah. Um, and then we have three other ones outside of that that we'll be using to kind of splice in some extra footage whenever we do some some video edits of these songs later on down the road. Um, but we're doing, so we have six, um, six FS fives. Yeah. Um, one C 200. Right. Um, everything's going into an Atomos and then a Terra deck. Um, and then we have two a seven S twos and then a Hitachi HD 5,500. For the sticks, for the sticks camera in the back of the room, it's got a real big box lens. And on what, it. what? So I'm assuming that you're going to be shooting S log for the the FS5. We're trying to figure that out because you can't output a like a, a normal profile, a Rec 709, yeah. while also filming S log. So it's it's going to be tough because we're going to, have to I think find a middle ground because we also. We needed to match the C two hundred right and match the Hitachi right. Would, so and I a... don't think the Hitachi is going to have a log profile, um, and the C two hundred obviously has C log, so that'll be closer. But if we can't, if we can't get all those cameras to match the Hitachi on the iMag, then mm. we're going to have to just make all of those cameras not log mm. because we can't have six cameras that look one way and then one whenever you right. cut to it that looks totally different. Right. 
Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I did do uh, quite a bit of research on the HD 5500. Um, it does have a, uh, hybrid log gamma, so it might have a picture profile or might have at least a setting that I can get into to adjust it, to get it kind of close, but I, I'm not expecting to be able to. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna aim for something kind of in the middle ground where it's a little flatter, but it's not super flat. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that'll get us close enough. Yeah, that's cool. It's, um, these are the things that excite me. I, 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 and that's why I'm a nerd. Cause I geek out on, on those types of like, okay, here, here's a unique set of circumstances. Um, we're trying to do pull off this like major arena event. Well, here's the other thing too, with that set of circum- circumstances is, uh, we're recording 4k 24, right? But we're having to output at 1080 30, right? simultaneously at the same time right and it's breaking my brain right because you're recording you're you're recording in camera yes right yeah while also recording like so recording internally at 1080 yeah sending the sending a signal via teradec via 1080 yes at 30 fps and then um and then recording on top of that externally right to the atomos at 4k 24 yeah my brain already hurts i know it's it's been <laughs> tough it, it took me it took me uh, i don't know maybe an hour or two of testing in in our in our little you know we have a room here that we had a small setup with but i still don't know i, I wasn't able to test the c200 yet oh right um, yeah and then the hitachi is obviously going to record whatever it records so right. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Um. Okay, so let me add let me add to the complexity of the of the camera capture record scenario. Okay, I've also been asked, in addition to my normal responsibilities, to set up some some GoPros. Oh, right. Um, we're doing overheads at the different um, consoles. So for the monitor consoles, so all all the there's probably how many musicians? Twenty. There's a, a lot. Twenty of this or one. thirty musicians that that are all have IEMs, which is in your monitors. Yeah. And so we have a, a one um, RF engineer and mix engineer that's handling all of that. In addition to the regular front of house engineers that are, um, well, engineer um, that's going to be mixing for the room right. for the live experience. On top of that, the audio engineer. record. <laughs> yeah. So there's a record. So we're t- so the front of house is sending us a mastered mix for the broadcast. Um, but so I've got to monitor Jeez. that. But then I'm also monitoring five. So. I'm doing overheads for all the the consoles so that later we can go back and do kind of a, a voiceover and here's why we did this and here's oh, a little how to yeah. tutorial thingy yeah okay that's cool um, and and so I'm like okay uh, that means I got to run power so I've got to run power to all the GoPros because yep. there's no way I'm running around making sure batteries are, are it's, no and they it, last nothing right it's so the event. I, you know, and then on top of that, I'm doing time lapses of the load in. <laughs> yeah. So, you it's know, it's gonna be a busy Sunday. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. The thing that I'm co- most concerned about right now is having enough card space. Yeah. Like enough of the GoPro cards and what, how, 
I mean, I have a couple of uh, micro SDs that are 128 and 64, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you we might, want to record at 1080. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do 1080 because the, the cards. I mean, you you won't fill them up. The hour and a half. Okay, you fill up a 64. You might fill up a 64 at 1080. Yeah, 1080. You might. You might. I've got an app for that. You want me to look that up real quick? Yes, that right, would be so that'd be great. This, this I, app that I have, and I don't even know. And I think most of the cards that we have are 32. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so the app that I use, it hasn't been updated in a long time, but it's still got the. It has it the old works. files. It'll um, tell you how much space you'll use for. Yeah. So let me see if it has. I don't know if it has. Oh shoot! It doesn't have GoPro in here, which is uh, Cineform. Doesn't have H two six four either. Well, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna be able to do anything for you. It has AVCHD. That's probably close. Mm, I'll do that. So AVCHD at let's do 1080 HD 1080 at 23 or 30. Probably 30. Probably because you want that normal look. Um, so two hours of AVCHD, which is close, right? Uh, 1080 at 30 with two channels of audio is going to be 22 gigs. So you might be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You might be all right. All right. That get that that gives me a little bit of peace of mind. Yeah. Now I just got to track down all the all the cards. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Those things are tiny. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, that I mean, yeah. We got a jib. We have a dolly. Um, Dude, that's exciting. And I hear handhelds. there's a track on the jib. There is a track on the jib. So or, I mean, the jib is on the track because the yes, track isn't right. on the jib. The, the, the jib nope. is on the track. Yes. The so I'm going to try and take some pictures of that because it's it's pretty cool. Um, that guy's a local guy. Um, I actually used to work with him. Um, his name's Sam Shelton. He's awesome. He mm-hmm. he works for uh, Stanton, which is the creator of the Jimmy Jib. Jim, ah, right. Yeah. And so they have the Jimmy Jib Jr. We're gonna, so the one that he's bringing is the new one um, that they just came out with, and it's going to be a 24-footer. Um, and on track. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that's what the C200 is going to be on with a uh, Canon 18 to 80 or 18 to 90. I can't remember the lens, but it's going to be really cool. It's an awesome lens to have on that thing. Is and, that a uh, Cine lens? It's the Cine Servo, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, eight, what? Yeah. Because I wasn't familiar with that that uh, focal range. Yep, it's a pretty cool one. Um, we were going to try and get the 14 to 110 or whatever, but it, that's like a $30,000 lens, and mm-hmm. renting that wasn't going to be financially op- uh, optionable. Optionable? But, uh, yeah. yeah. So he had that one laying around. So I was like, yeah, just throw it on the C200, and we'll use the C200 instead of the FS5. So Because uh, the, the lens needs Canon power. So needs uh, the actual Canon EF mount from a Canon branded camera. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Metabones actually will output enough power. Metabones is an adapter for lenses to go from Sony to Canon or whatever you have. So um, enough about gear. This is this is a filmmaking podcast, I suppose. But uh, let's talk about some. Yeah, because you can't make films without gear. Talking about Umbrella Academy. We brought that up earlier. Yeah, you did. And um, I really like it. You it, do? Yeah. Wow. It took me, yeah, maybe four episodes to uh-huh. get into it. I think it was. I wasn't sure. I, I honestly wasn't sure because I was on the fence to start as yeah. well. And I'm like, because I know, I mean, you will straight walk out of film movies. Oh, for sure. 
And, I have and, no problem doing it. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, the he first might turn it off yeah, before it gets to the the first fifteen, maybe thirty minutes of the first episode. I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it seemed to, it was a little, you know, I mentioned this um, earlier, but it was a little style over substance and a little chaotic, and I felt like it was trying to, you know, it was trying to be like this anti-X-Men type of a thing, which is like, it kind of came across just, well, I don't know, a little, little try tired, you know, and cliche ish. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a little trying too hard, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but then the number five shows up and from then on I was, I was in. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, spoilers for Umbrella Academy. Let's just get into it. Um, I, I, I really like, the characters a lot. Um, I think the actors are all pretty well done. Yeah. Um, there's maybe two that I don't really care for too much. Uh, number one, which is Luther, which is the half spoilers, half ape, half human guy. Yeah. Um, and then his kind of love interest, which is um, number three, which which is the the movie actress. I can't even remember her name. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really care for them too much. They they don't really have. They haven't really had anything to do yet. Right. Um, at least in the episodes that I've watched. Um, but I, again, I've, I'm two away from completing it. Yeah. Um, but number five, which he's just called number five, he's the only one that doesn't actually have a name, uh, has time travel slash like just placement travel, location yeah. travel abilities. Yeah. Teleporting. And, yeah, yeah. Teleporting. Right. And uh, I really, that actor, that kid actor is incredible. He is great. He's so you good. You feel like he's a 50-year-old he, dude. Oh, man. it's really You're good. Like, man, this kid's good. That that brings up like another thing is like children, I feel like kid actors have gotten so much better to where we're actually using kids now as actors instead of 30-year-old guys trying to play high schoolers or whatever, right, you know, right. back in the Tobey Maguire days. Now you actually have Tom Holland who, you know, when he shot the first Spider-Man or Civil War, he was yeah. only you know, 17 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, three years away from what he was actually supposed to be. And I think that's just like, it's a really awesome thing because now we don't have 22 year old, um, what's his name from karate kid, um, you know, playing a, playing a 16 year old (laughs) or a 15 year old or whatever. Um, I think, I think it's really great. And this kid is, is awesome. I should have looked up his name, but I didn't. Um, but every, every scene that he's in, especially the, uh, the donut, shop scene where he fights like the oh, assassins that, or whatever that, yeah the the gang the the like that was special ops guys uh-huh. oh man it was so well done yeah um but l- you know what i'm gonna sidetrack here real quick so donut shop gritty donuts or something like that i think is what yeah. it's called can i talk about this this is this is this is the conspiracy theory of this show and this is this is the uh the the topic of the show that i want to i want to get into because i don't think anyone's talking about it who else works at that donut shop besides the old lady? That that's it. I think it's just her. But she has to go on lunch. She has to go on a lunch break in one of the episodes where oh, yeah. she hangs out with the other assassin guy. Yes. Does she, she goes, close the shop down? Uh, no, she's just very trusting and- of the plate. Like they're not gonna. Okay, I think that's that's one way to look at it. The other one that's weird is like they show a they show a front shot of the donut shop and it says open twenty four hours. Who's running that place? Mm, yeah. who is this lady huh i want to know who this donut shop lady is <laughs> what her story is why she's always there i want to know if you know why well i let have me know. i have seen the whole thing is she a part of it is she a part of what 
the the storyline well i mean she becomes like the girlfriend of the assassin guy i know that much but is there more to it than that um well not really that's what i'm saying (laughs) who is this donut lady (laughs) anyway if you know who the donut lady is and how this place opens stays open for 24 hours with only one employee aiden gallagher aiden gallagher is the number five number five okay yeah if you know who this donut lady is i haven't read the comics so maybe she is I don't know, important in the comics. But anyway, well, it's interesting because she doesn't really know he's an assassin. And then, like, have you gotten to the part where they where where they're together and they go off? Have you got no? That, the last episode I had is where um, Cha Cha, which is Mary J. Blige, finds yeah. out that he's like seeing her. Oh, okay, yeah. Like she goes, and then he hits Cha Cha on the back of the head, and like that was the last interaction with them too that I saw. Like she goes back to the hotel and shoots up the bathroom, right? And then he knocks and then her he out. knocks her out. And that's yeah. the last interaction I've seen. Okay, with them so, so far. they're back. He's back from his little rendezvous at the at the donut shop, and and right. she's also back from the donut shop after peeking around. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Uh, so him and the donut lady it, run off. I'm not going to spoil it. For well, you. I know I know the world ends at the end. Well, does it? The moon comes crashing into the earth, so yeah. Mm. We're in spoilers. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm not spoiling it uh, for you. Well, <laughs> if the viewers have seen it all, anyways, there's something there, man. There's something there with the donut lady. I'm telling you, mm. I'm gonna ha- hashtag Umbrella Academy Donut Lady. Okay, so I'm gonna spoil some stuff for you right now. Um, oh no, don't. They do run off. You know, obviously he's concerned that it's not a mystery. The world's ending in three days. And um, so he's having a, a existential crisis and is finding a new uh, lifestyle, which. Yeah, he's trying you, to throw away his already past. Know right. right, right, right. Um, Chacha's obviously not happy because um, he he's you get the you get the impression like she likes him. Like she's into him, but um, he's into the donut lady, and so you feel like there's like this this unspoken love triangle that's kind of happening. Oh, you think she's into him? Cha cha into into um, uh, Hansel. Hansel. I think so. Is that explored more? And it's I don't, not. It's because it, I don't get that vibe at all. I, I feel like she feels like, like that's to, why she's mad. Well, the vibe I'm getting is more because she's she's told she has to kill him. That she gets the the scroll from the, right, the thing, yeah, and she yeah. says she has to kill him. So she takes him out of the woods, right. and then she doesn't kill him. Right. But it feels more like a he's my brother type of a thing. Unless it feels more platonic huh. than romantic. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, but I, interesting. Okay. I, that's that's it's interesting. Just that what that's I, the vibe you got. That's I'm like, oh, I wonder. I mean, it just left me questioning. So, um, but so donut lady is traumatized from f- number five's fight that you just mentioned, <laughs> right? It, Which know, is really great. The, it's a great the choreography yeah. and the special effects it's in it. Fantastic! Are, it's amazing. I mean, it, it was one. You know, he's using normal stuff you'd find in a donut shop to end. Yeah, he uses like her stuff. pencil that she's yeah, taking orders with and stuff, and ketchup, yes. and yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, love that. Love the creative use of something else yeah. other than a gun. And to, the donut shop, like the art decoration in the donut shop, is really cool. Yeah, these like really cool spherical like lights up above it almost looks like a spaceship you know yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty cool but anyways yeah. like this 50s yeah kind art deco kind of vibe, vibe. Yeah, yeah 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 um but what's interesting to me 
in that particular that you bring her up like there's something more because they run off and Chacha's chasing him to kill both of them. And so there's this whole, she's tied up. Anyway, I'm not going to get it too much of it. Wait, who's tied up? The, the, the donut, donut lady, lady is oh, okay. tied up. Okay. Chacha finds her without Hansel and, um, anyway. And so he ends up, there's, you know, fights happening. Um, the commissioner shows up and the handler. No, she's dead by this point. She got blown up. Is she not dead? Oh, you talking about when number five? Yeah, when number five throws the grenade. Oops. I mean, it doesn't show it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, she, all right. So she's not dead. She's it, not dead. It doesn't show her die. So I kind of figured. Yeah. I mean, and that actress is a pretty well known actress too. So I was like, they're not going to just kill her off. Yeah. Um. She she's not dead. And you have to remember, they can. The time is. Oh, I they, guess right. They can operate outside the scope. So of time. So it could be older. So her. She or well. She's clearly been her. affected by the, oh, the okay. grenade. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'm totally spoiling. That's fine. I told you to. It's fine. And besides, by the time people listen to this, like I would have already finished it. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna go home and finish it. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that because there's some dialogue between between him and her, him being Hansel and her, the donut lady, that. You know, he's like, I'm sorry that you had to see all of that. And, you know, because he's, yeah, she, does, he's, she doesn't know right. that he's this assassin guy. And then, and then, you know, there's a moment, they share a moment, and she's like, we've all had pasts. You know, we've all, had I'm telling you, there's something pasts. to this lady. Yeah, yeah, season which is two's weird villain. Because season two's villain. I, I don't know, dude. It's weird because she's so, like, so, like, you know, um, that's an, yeah, and, yes. And, Look, I'm calling it right yeah. now. Donut Lady, season two's villain. Wow, that's that, that's a or she has something to do with whatever happens in season two. I'm calling huh. it, calling it right now. Hashtag Umbrella Academy Donut Lady. Tweet it or Hashtag whatever. Hashtag Donut Lady. Here we Hashtag go. Hashtag Gritty Donut Lady. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, back back to back to the filmmaking. But she mount she was. Oh, like we're not going so, back to the filmmaking. <laughs> I'm like stuck on this now. Like she was so mousy and like that's what I'm hid saying. under the table yeah. in the fight. That's what and, she said though, and that's what we saw visually in a flashback. But is that actually what happened? Oh snap! See, oh, you saying that she like she lied to the police? Oh, uh, her you, story's different than what actually happened, and, and we might she find it out. Number five, maybe. And she's in. She's in. Well, no, she wouldn't have helped number five because we see that in real time when he when he fights them and then leaves. We see that all in real time. But her hiding, I don't know. Anyways, maybe she has a maybe she has a briefcase. Ah. Hashtag greedy lady has a briefcase. <laughs> All right. Well, Hashtag Morton Donuts in that briefcase. <laughs> uh-huh. Time Donuts. Yeah. Anyways, back to filmmaking. Man, I want some donuts right now. Oh, I could go for some. Yeah. <laughs> Those look pretty good in that show. Anyways, gosh, we got to get away from that. Uh, <laughs> hashtag greedy donut lady. It's a thing. I'm calling it. Um, but going back to the filmmaking, um, there's a lot of, um, first of all, this show was shot on the Alexa 65 and the Alexa LF mm-hmm. with Canon Cine Primes. 
and something else. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Cook S4s. It looks great. It looks really good. And that's why I thought, I go, mm, I knew you would like the look and yeah. the vibe of how in the... In There's the- only one thing I don't like about it, and it's I think it's probably when they're using the cannons, and I think they probably use the cannons for the really wide shots because mm-hmm. they have these like up in the corner of the room, really wide angle shots that they do. And um, they feel too clean to me. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a characteristic. It's very sharp, very you see everything. And I get that if that's what you're going for. But going back to that whole lens discussion about film stocks and everything and lens characteristics, I don't know. I like I like lenses to have a little character to them, to look a little analog. Yeah. And those shots didn't really for me. So I, that, that was the only thing. Like Anytime they go to those wide shots now, the only thing I do really like about those wide shots is they let stuff happen in them. Yeah, like there's there's a lot going on when they do. They don't just cut to a wide shot to cut to a wide shot. You know, they're they're always in a unique placement of the room, and there's always action happening kind of in every corner of that shot. And it, that that you know, to me, that's that's a sign of a good cinematographer, a good storyteller. Yeah, the fight in the living room was good. What and the blocking in it was it Finding stood out to room. me. Did did you see that? Was that so? When is that the, the one the chandelier falls on him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. No, I, I I really liked all of the house stuff. Um, the the one that I really like, and I really like the set de- decoration on, and it's so simple. Is um, oh gosh, what's what's her uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that from Inception. Allison. Oh, in, uh, oh, uh, la, 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 the, Layla or something like number that. Number seven. The number seven. She's number seven. Okay, yeah. so number seven's apartment. I really like the layout and like the art direction in that. Um, yeah, it was very simple. Yeah, it, it definitely matched. It matched her yes. personality, which is another thing to talk about. Is like every once in a while they'll kind of go into each of their own childhood rooms. Yeah, and they all fit. Yeah, Ellen Page. Ellen Page's character, yeah. right? They all fit with that character, like the style of that room and mm-hmm. everything. I, and that's really good art direction to me, really good understanding of the script and the story and the characters. Um, and I, I really enjoyed a lot of this show, like the detailing that it had. And speaking of detailing, like the monkey butler Dude, the, looks amazing. Legit. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. The, the CG on that is just, um, it's believable. Uh, in the detail, um, it just looks very realistic. There's one scene where he's talking to Ellen Page's character in an earlier episode, and I think they're in like an attic or something, or in the you know, they're in a darker room, and just the way the light hits him, and it's just like it's just like two lamps in the room, and is all it is. It's it's it looks so good. It's so believable. I mean, it, it's it's right up there with the the most recent um Planet of the Apes movies for me. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. there's certain moments where it yeah. looks incredible and even even whoever's doing the motion capture for it, if it is, I mean, I'm sure somebody's there in a suit. Um whoever's doing that, like the actor that's portraying that is really great too cuz mm-hmm. the movements that he has, he has like a little cane mm-hmm. that he walks around with. I think it's it's killer. I, yep. It's a really really highlight, big highlight of the show to me is that character. And then the other one is Klaus who is played by the Robert guy that was Sheehan. yeah, the guy that was just played uh he just what was that? Mortal Engines. Yep. He was just in that flop that came out Mortal Engines and then um he was also in a TV show called Misfits that was on, I think, Channel 4, BBC, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now. 
Um, he's great in that. And it, it's almost like uh, he's the same character in this show as he was in Misfits, except he's a lot more uh, less. He's a lot less sober, I guess I should say. <laughs> he's he's very drunk and drugged in, in this show and understandable for like what his character that you kind of find out the backstory of and everything. Right. And um, anyways, I, I, I really liked the. It felt like it got into a good stride with me, like maybe episode four. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm ready to see the rest of this. I'm ready to go, you know, on on another season with these guys, which this show did just get picked up for another season also, yeah. um, which is always nice because you don't feel like you're wasting your time watching something. But Right. It's got a lot of buzz. In, I yeah. mean, that was some uh, friend friend of mine turned me on to it. Actually, we, we were out with him, me and my wife and him and his wife, and we were out and they were talking about it. And they're like, oh, you would totally, you know, the, the whole comic backstory yeah. nerd element. They're like, oh, you're totally going to love it. And I'm like, that's just what I want to love another show. Right. Like, I get, I've, I, like I've got I, like all this another free thing. time. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, gosh. That's true. <laughs> well, it's like when my wife was like, I'm going to start watching this Killing Eve show. I'm like, oh, no, another thing I'm going to get into. And like, <laughs> and then now it's like you talking about Umbrella Academy last week. And I was like, oh, no, another thing I got to get into. It's just it's never ending. At least yeah. I can binge it and then it's over. And I don't right. have to wait. Like, you know, I'm not watching 17 different shows right. a week. Right. I it's killed one it. And done right yeah yeah but anyways i've i've really liked it um i think the cinematography is great in it the color grading is awesome in it yeah i Um, knew you'd love the the special effects are really good they are um when number seven's powers kind of start manifesting i thought that was really cool the way they portray it Um, yeah that was cool it was and just even her discovery of it right yeah it was in yeah the ending of that when when she does the audition, do you, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she auditions for the first chair. She's a violinist, and in, in first chair goes missing. Which, and, yeah, I already know where that's going. Yeah, suspect, crazy right? boyfriend, right? And um, and they kind of glo- gloss over it real quick, but it they come back to that and it was it i wasn't paying attention and i was like what oh really yeah, yeah. He, they got me on that one yeah and um and i was like well i had oh, this yeah. theory when he when he first showed up his, his character named leonard when he first shows up or um, is it well as i yeah, yeah is it howard no that's the guy they have to say oh is is he the same guy oh sorry I just spoiled another. Oh, thing. he's the same he's guy. The same guy. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Okay. That's really great, though. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Fine. It's fine. Um, but no, when he first sneaky spoiler. When he first shows up and they go on like the second date and he says something, I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy knows about the Umbrella Academy. Like oh, he's he, a fan. Oh. That that was my first thought. It was he's oh. he's a crazy fan and he's trying uh, to get uh, in with it. Uh, but then she finds the book uh, oh, which is her dad's uh, journal or whatever uh, with uh, all the details. I'm like, oh, he's more than just a crazy oh, fan. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I gotta go it's home a, and finish the it's season. A, it's a great ride though. Yeah. It is a, it's a great ride. Um yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> well, uh, I think I think that's all I gotta say about it too. The cinematography is great, editing, characters. Uh, it, it's it's the first show from Netflix in a while where I've been thoroughly impressed by. Um, where it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like it's oh, it's just another Netflix show, right? Um, it's a it's original. Yeah, I know I know it's based off a comic, but it's got originality to it. 
Um, again, the actors are just phenomenal, especially the actor that plays Klaus and, and number five. Um, those guys. Yeah. Are great. I, w- I did want to talk about that for a second. I mean, the, what, what really amazed me about his performance in, in just, um, he, he sells it so well. Oh yeah. It's not overly done and it, it, it is like quirky on his own anyways. And it's so easy to buy in. Like I fully bought in to the judgment of the other siblings because of his choice of lifestyle. Right. Like I totally bought into that. I'm like, yeah, like, dude, can you not like, and then, and then as you start to uncover what the yeah, backstory like why he's the way he is, is right. You you go from this. You feel like a total douche because you you in one episode you're or, or a few episodes in the beginning you're totally judging the guy, and then you get to the point where you go, oh right, I, I get it, yeah, like, and and I just felt I'm like, and then it, I felt empathy. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I like I totally get it, and it makes sense. And it's really and you don't well feel done bad. too. And he totally endears himself. Yeah. It's really well yeah. done because it happens in a later episode. Yeah. So you have like yeah. four or five episodes building yeah. up of him being a jerk and an idiot. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, stupid drug brother, you know, like. Right. Like and then you have. Ruin another thing. Right. Yeah. And then you have this episode where you, you find out finally why he's never sober. And. Right. Um, kind of what his history was, and then he, and then he gets thrown into this other event where he time travels, right? And so then he has these uh, now he's got new demons to deal with, yeah. And it's it's so it's so good, it's yeah. great storytelling, yeah. Um, I I think I think this show hopefully it just keeps on like on track with what it's doing, yeah. And in so the time travel thing because that's that's a big discussion that's happening right now in filmmaking. Right with the whole MCU and in that whole thing, and there's rumors it's going to be in Star Wars too. Yeah, and that just the and how you deal with that, and, and there's because there's there's all these um, plot holes that get introduced when you do like right. It, it's just very difficult to do and do well, and. And to treat it in a way that it's like, well, because it's so outside the scope of linear thinking, right? Um, that you it, it just bakes your noodle. Yeah, um, and and it, it's hard to, from a filmmaking and storytelling standpoint, to do that in a way that kind of covers all that, your bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think they do a good job with this. I, I agree. And there's even a moment where they go to the commission and she's saying something. She, um, the, the handler lady that's from also from Grey's Anatomy. Um, she, she says something about like, you can't change the path. Like whatever happened is always going to happen. Right. Like She says something like that. And just because maybe you didn't kill him doesn't mean that somebody else didn't. Right. So, which is, I think, really interesting because, and it, it's kind of portrayed in that in that scene with um, old number five, where he's supposed to kill JFK, right. but then he decides not to. He still JFK still dies. Right. Yeah. Like there, there's always something that's going to happen, and so it's like it's like history never changes, but it's almost because of the time traveling that it's happening, which is, I think that's the way you attack the time travel is it's because of the time traveling that things are happening the way they are, which is exactly like what back to the future does. Right. Yeah. So back to the future isn't really changing anything per se. 
it's it's causing it to happen to begin with you're right you know i mean it it is does change the the ending outcome like where his parents aren't poor anymore and biff right. is buffing the car and right, all that yeah. it's a little different but um which by the way we will have a back to the future episode because it is one of my favorite movies of all time and there's so much to break down in that film sure that and I, yeah i just I, i'll have to talk about and it the, and the rumor mill of I don't think I don't that's I've heard that since uh since what's his name Bieber got popular that mm-hmm. that that was going to happen and I don't I don't think it will ever happen. Well, at least not for a, a while unless somebody kills um I can't think of his name but it's uh you know um Robert Zemeckis and then Bob uh somebody help me Bob whatever whoever wrote and and produced the the movie they they still technically own the rights to back to the future yeah and they said as long as they're alive it will never be remade now granted they are getting up there in age so right. in another 20 years 10 15 20 years it's it's possible that universal decides to remake it yeah um which would be a big bummer but at the same time you know what it doesn't take away the originals sure. you still have the it originals doesn't. to yeah. watch yeah um just like i feel like you know last jedi is much of a sour taste is left in my mouth i still have my original trilogy right that i can go back and watch yeah um, original, original right. Last Jedi doesn't doesn't ruin Empire Strikes Back. No, right. No, it doesn't ruin any any of those three, or not even really the the prequels. If you want to get into it, but I mean, the only thing the Last Jedi kind of ruins is 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 uh, Force Awakens. So it, it's kind of a bummer there. Um, anyways, I feel like I bring that up a lot that in Transformers movies, but here we are. So easy targets, easy to talk about. Um, easy Does to, Disney easy to hit own on, Transformers? No, that's team? Paramount. Paramount still owns that. So yeah. Bumblebee it didn't seems do like too Disney well. Disney owns everything. Yeah, they're getting I'm there. Sit- okay, so here we go. Disney rant. I know. I'm sitting there. Um, we did watch half of the Oscars, not by choice, but by circumstance. Um, we had guests over, and hey, Alea, and, <laughs> and they wanted to watch it, and we're and and they're like. Hey, you do realize that you invite us over for dinner and it's awards night, right? And I'm like, and? <laughs> yeah, right, right. After we just came off of two hours of complaining about right? it. Yeah. And, and, and I said, we can watch that if you'd like. And she was like, well, of course. I'm like, all right, well, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. We like them. So we'll <laughs> we we like them. So we'll we'll humor them. Yeah, yeah. Right. We like we like our guests. Yeah, and uh, so we wanted to to do that. Um, where were you going but with I, that? It's, where I was going with that is the Oscars is owned by Disney, right? Okay, now people's like, rrr, 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 wait, what? What did he just well, say? Well, I mean, this is this is the theory that I I said last week, right? You did say that yeah. theory, and you got me thinking about it. And the Oscars, Oscars dot com, is it is not owned by Ampus. Oscars dot com is owned by ABC, who also owns. Well, is owned is owned by Disney, right? By Disney, so. so so does ABC actually own the Oscars, but the Academy runs it through them? ABC. Oh, no. ABC is the broadcast right. every year for the Oscars. Yeah, it's never moved. It doesn't move. It doesn't rotate like the Super Bowl or like any of the other major sporting events. Ma- right. Major events. Now. Grammys don't move, um, do they? That's a good question. I don't know if they have but a also, specific contract. Yeah, um, it's not as big as 
it's not as big a, an event as far as what uh broadcast watch yeah um which is interesting because there's a lot more going on at the grammys than the other the thing that doesn't move is um at least for now it hasn't in oh, the olympics yeah. nbc owns the olympics for till but, but 2020 are, I think. yeah those are contracts that are ha- that happen i don't think they'll be renewed for long periods because of time. nbc has been ruining that the last few olympics so i think yeah, they'll probably I don't know. move I don't know. Well, it de- it depends. It's it's up for purchase. Yeah, right. So whoever whoever comes with the with the biggest. Yeah. So if you if you didn't listen to last week's episode and you're just tuning in, um, first of all, welcome, welcome to the Easy Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you picked a weird one to start off on. Yeah, yeah. But um, the the the, the rumor, the the conspiracy podcast. theory, um, that I'm talking over Eric for, <laughs> is uh, that ABC is owned by Disney. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. But um, there was four categories that they decided to that they weren't going to broadcast. They ended up broadcasting them. Uh-huh. But um, four categories. Those four categories, Disney as a whole did not have a movie nominated in. Right. So the conspiracy theory was that they cut those because they weren't going to advertise a Disney movie. Basically, mm. um, and I think there's legs to that theory. I think they got caught, and that's why they reversed the decision because they didn't think it would be so obvious to everyone. How could it I not know, be? I out? know, I know, but well, that's that's executives in a room making decisions yeah. that no one actually, right? You know, and, thought was a and, good idea. And there's more, and and so I got to thinking about this. And as I'm watching half of the show, I'm looking at they bring Brie Larson out with um, Samuel L. Jackson as presenters. Oh, right, right, promoting Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, which Disney, no, okay, which is. <laughs> You know, okay, yeah, they're, yeah, they're promoting. A they do that filming, every year, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's, I'm not mad at you promoting. I'm like, oh wait, that's 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 Disney. Yep. And then there was an there was another one, um, and I don't recall, but it was there was it was very in your face, just like Disney obvious pr- promoted, and it oh, wow. and it was and and yeah, okay, like for Wreck It Ralph or something, yeah, like just well, something overly, it, yeah, it was just. Yeah, here's here's our award show. It was really the Disney Award Show, and we're gonna we're gonna give give out some other statues to some other people <laughs> right. just as consolation. I mean, Black Panther won a lot. I mean, it didn't win Best Picture, thankfully, uh, but it did yeah. win a lot. Yeah, Un- unfortunately, the Safe Choice won Best Picture. I don't want to really get into too much. Yeah, Oscar I don't. Stuff, yeah, but, but I, I, I just thought about that when we were. I was like, mm, you know, yeah. there's a lot more. There's a lot more layers to that than 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 really. Yeah, is is there? There's definitely some politicking going on there. Oh, hundred percent. Um, which is pretty common uh, in in the Oscar world, but. Uh, you know, I, I think next year, um, let's, let's re let's rewind the tape if we have to in a year from now. And, uh, I let's, let's say that we're not going to talk about the Oscars next year. Okay. I'm just over it. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a couple other things that happened that I found out about. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find his name right now, but I can't pull it up, but, um, oh, here we go. Um, so Roma won best cinematography, right. which was Alfonso Saran was right. the accredited, um, they're accredited to college, the credited, uh, cinematographer. Um, it turns out that that's not actually true. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there, this, this other and didn't cinematography, he, win, he won the Oscar, for he that. won it for it and he accepted for it and he took it. And yeah, one of his three that night. 
um, this the cinematographer. Um, I'm probably not saying this right, so uh, mark it down on your bingo board. Uh, Gallo Olivares, um, Spanish cinematographer, Mexican cinematographer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the actual cinematographer on the job, on the shoot. Um, now, I, a lot of people might say, "Oh, that's rumor," you know, or that's uh, people are just saying that to get a rise out of people. I have seen set photos of him being the cinematographer. Like it's, he got, he got credited on IMDb as cinematographer collaborator, which isn't even even a thing. It's, this is probably the first movie to ever have it. And people on cinematographers insight, Facebook group and all this stuff are like posting pictures of him. He's not. He's not being the gaffer. He's the so cinematographer. So why, why the snub? What? What? What was? The I don't deal? know what happened. I don't know what happened there. Um, Chivo was supposed to be the cinematographer, but then he had scheduling issues, so he was only going to be able to do half of it. Um, so then uh, Alfonso was like, "Well, you know, we'll we'll hire this guy to do the other half," and then that just didn't work out. So then he just ended up doing the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, the Scalo guy. Um, but then I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't know if there was, if there's some legal issue or, or visa. visa. Issue well, they or... shot it all in Mexico. Yeah. So I, I don't know why this happened and it feels a little eagle, eagle, maniac. But, uh, yeah, I mean, which is a bummer, man. Cause Alfonso Serrano is one of my favorites of the modern directors right now. And to, he was one of the ones that tweeted about the cinematography and editing being taken off of the broadcast. And, and, and he was one of the nominations for cinematographer. And here we are now. So was it very self-serving? Do you it sounds it, like it is it, now. It, as opposed to... I, at first I was like, yeah, he's sticking up for him. But now it's like, well, oh, he was nominated. So of course he wanted his nomination sure, to be yeah. shown if he won. And it, it's just, there's a lot of things to it. There um, is a ton of ego in in uh, yeah, that town. I mean, it's not sure. it's not a it's not for the faint of of ego. <laughs> uh, I'm at not. All, I've, so. I've got plenty of other reasons to boycott, but I'm not opposed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we <laughs> yeah. it, that's just icing on the cake. It, it's pretty bad, and I, it it really bums me out that somebody at that level. Uh, I mean, he's he's made one of my favorite movies in the past ten years, which is Gravity, and yeah. it bums me out that he would do that, especially after like grandstanding for the cinematography right. nomination to be right. broadcasted, which makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just it it sucks, man. So uh, if the, if there wasn't that physical proof of people with that well, were on set with photos and so let, uh, um, anyways, I just burned the bridge yeah, with Alfonso Serrano. I'll never work with him. Yeah, so. well. Sorry, Alfonso. Yeah. We we can forgive you because we we're all human and we all make mistakes and we all err. So um, just mention him in your in your thank you. Didn't exactly. Even mention him in his yeah. Speech, he, man. Um. You know, or some kind of statement. We'll, we're yeah. we're happy to field that statement and and broadcast that for you here on the Easy Podcast <laughs> on our um, on our huge platform, yeah, the Easy Podcast, which you know you could do and listen to by literally go, dozens, it, 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 and it would probably go largely unnoticed, <laughs> or it could put Easy Podcast on the map. That's true. Um, yeah, do it just <laughs> just on our podcast. Right. Nowhere else we'll have the exclusive. Um, but. Which we're not trying to do that for self-serving reasons. <laughs> but, no. um, but the thing that, you know, it brings up an issue of integrity. Yeah. And and I think that's probably one of the things. So 
what I appreciate about you in is, is that you are a man of integrity. And I think that's probably one of the things that this is why it rubs you so wrong is, is that the, the lack of integrity and the blatant disregard for integrity in this situation is kind of, you know, it, it grates your very being. Yeah. And, um, and which is that's you know it's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast with you because you do have integrity and and uh, even though we don't always agree and look at things the same way, um, yeah. But that that is a huge huge um, oh gosh what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's just a it's it's a it's a it's a huge disease in that industry well i mean it's not limited to no, that industry it, it isn't limited to that industry you're mm. absolutely right car dealerships you know i but mean that, every, everybody but that, does it but that industry is plagued yeah with a lack of integrity it's, when it, it comes yeah. to that it's like it seems like know. hollywood and politics are the two biggest ones yes. for yeah 100 yeah. like let me do you a favor whatever that yeah quote unquote favor is and you know yeah. maybe there was a legitimate reason but you know what thank the guy in your acceptance speech and and yeah. and, and mention it bring it up say why you accepted it why you thought or this is for him yeah and, right and i'm gonna take it to him yeah i don't know and maybe it was a studio thing maybe it wasn't on him still there's something there um could be an ego thing something that rubs me yeah. the, the total wrong way that i don't i don't appreciate it and uh, it bums me out because I think he is one of the best directors out there right now. But yeah. um, just glad Black Panther didn't win Best Picture. Doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah, it wasn't. And even the nom, again, goes back to the Disney conspiracy. Yeah. It's like, really? Who own like? And they're owning. They, they're oh, owning yeah. everything. They're owning yeah. Fox now. They've owned Marvel for a while. They're, they've owned um, Skywalker. They, I mean, they, I mean, they're just, they're. Yeah. There's Regency. no there's no single bigger player than Disney. Well, there might be soon. And that brings us to our next segment. Does it? That I'm creating right now. Sweet. Um, Apple. Oh. Apple is that bigger player. So Sundance happened recently. Uh-huh. And Apple bought the rights to something. I don't know what it was. doesn't really matter. Um, but they're getting into it. They're going to have their own original programming. This goes back to too much TV, um, yeah. which is a common theme every episode here, it seems like. But uh, they're another gonna, streaming platform. Yeah, they're going to have their own streaming platform. Coming soon. I guess the one good thing is, it uh, doesn't apply to me because I have Spotify, but I, it sounds like if you already have iTunes, um, you'll get whatever this is as well. Uh, what, what's the iTunes premium thing called like oh yeah it doesn't matter itunes plus or whatever yeah um itunes music mu yeah, yeah but i guess it's it'll come with that package and they're getting ready to rebrand all of that and stuff but um yeah it, it's interesting because the only company in the world that's bigger and has more money than disney is apple really and uh, at least in, at least in this i mean because google's not well okay youtube <laughs> originals i guess but that's that's them getting their feet wet that's not them jumping in and it sounds like yeah apple is going to go the route of amazon where amazon just jumped in they bought they bought a bunch of stuff from sundance years yeah, ago yeah. and then they you know some of them got nominated immediately for academy awards and stuff like that um but I think Apple's just going to jump in. They're going to start throwing money at it because they've got it. They have trillion dollars. I mean, they're that yeah, first, yeah, first yeah. trillion dollar traded company. 
uh, in the world. I don't think that's there anymore, but still. It, this makes a ton of sense right now mm-hmm. because what I've been racking my brain over since the release of the 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 10s is how are they going to sustain right that was a big thing like we were the first trillion dollar company in in history in history yeah of the world we're yeah. not talking about in the u.s yeah we're talking about in the history of the existence of people this is the first and shocker it's apple right yeah um but I mean, how are they going to said that 20 years ago, it would have been a shock. It would have been, but it's like, how, how, how are they going to continue to sustain those levels of, of profits? Yeah. They have to get into the one market they're not in yet. I'm like, exactly. And and that makes total sense. So, I mean, they've, they've, they've dabbled a little bit in the music space with, um, with music festivals um i mm-hmm. think they'll eventually get into that so there's like the iheart radio festival is a really big one i think there will probably be a really big apple or itunes festival or something that they're going to get into that there they're is gonna, there's a few there them. is but it's yeah. not as big as i think it will be eventually yeah. internationally i think they're bigger than they are here yeah but yeah i've seen a few i mean every once in a while they used to release like some artists um on itunes that you could watch like the whole concert on it i haven't seen that in a while but I've been looking for it either. So, but I think they're going to blow that up once they get iTunes TV or whatever they're going to call it, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, this is the last, Hmm. this is the last frontier for them aside from automobiles and space travel, which they're, they're setting their sights on automobiles too. So it'll be, it'll be interesting next decade, I think. And yeah, I mean, I'll be shocked if Apple doesn't have an Academy Award in 10, five, five, 10 years. Like I'll be really surprised. Because it feels like they have the money, they have the money to to buy whatever they need. Well, they have the resources, yeah, so, and they have yeah. the resources to get that out there. Yeah. So, um, another thing. Let um, me ask you: If Apple came to you and said, "Hey, we want to give you ten million dollars to make a film," what, what do you say? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you say no to that? Ten million dollars. I mean, it's a million dollars an episode if you wanted to do ten episodes, and yeah, or one film, or one film. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's. I guess you'd have to flush out ten the, million dollars to Apple is nothing. Also, I know. <laughs> I mean, if you, I'm thinking of Amazon Prime is doing uh, the the Lord of the Rings TV show, and mm-hmm. I think they're putting like a billion dollars into it. Which is asinine to me. That seems that's too much. But I think a lot of it had to do with rights. So I don't think Amazon can even touch Apple in this regard. I mean, Bezos has what you know, three hundred million dollars on his own. And he's going to have to give half of it away (laughs) pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't get married in California. Uh, No. But yeah, I mean, it's. uh, I'll be shocked. I'll be yeah. shocked if Apple doesn't have something in the next five, ten years. So. Yeah, that makes total sense. I that's that's not a stretch. No, it's their not it's their last money grab that that will that it, it's an easy return on investment. It is, yeah, if for them and you know, and they have the platforms to get it out there. So um, we have been also talking about maybe adding some additional. Um, programming on the youtube channel yeah youtube um we're gonna start doing some some no bs tutorials i yes. think i'm gonna probably call them that too that was um fantastic where i i had a problem this last couple of weeks where i needed to one was just finding out how to turn on high quality playback in premiere and it was a seven minute video 
and it's literally just right clicking the preview window mm-hmm. and selecting high quality playback. Mm. Oh my gosh. Just it took seven minutes. And it to- took seven minutes for that idiot to tell me that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not bitter, <laughs> but I, I do want to, I do want to make no BS tutorials where I'm not plugging anything at the beginning. I'm not talking about how to get into the menu. I'm not telling you where the menu button is on an FS5. You own FS5. You're using FS5. You know where the menu button is. Right. But how do you set it to go raw output S log two with S gamut? Right. I'm going to give you a two minute video on how to do that sure. because you're on set. Or you're you need to figure it out quick because you waited to the last minute to figure out how to do or it. Or how do I internally record 1080p at 30 fps? That'll be longer than a two minute video. Yeah, and but, externally yeah. at 4K but anyways, at 24. <laughs> I want these no BS videos. They're going to be quick. They're going to be just absolutely to the point. Yep. Um, uh, you know, more to the point than our podcast is. But yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna throw them up on YouTube, and uh, then we're gonna we're gonna have some other stuff, um, similar vibe to that. Um, that'll be a little more longer form because they need to be. Um, yeah. Just like you know, uh, color grading or or quick you know quick things for color grading or what I use to color grade. Um, and those those need to be a little longer. You know, yeah. you you know what the Lumetri panel is, but I'm gonna get into why I'm doing, you know, uh, the the S curve the way I'm doing it or whatever. Yeah. But I'm kind of killing off the just uploading the podcast to the YouTube. Um, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to have a very specific reason for the YouTube and um, point people to that for that reason. Anyways, we were closing the show out about 10 minutes ago. You want to finish that up now? (laughs) That's right. Well, thanks again for listening to the easy podcast. You can email us at the easy podcast show at Gmail for any advertising Spots, or if you just have or a question, if you just want to rant or throw us under the bus, feel oh, do free. That. I'd love to get we, thrown out under would, the bus. Yeah, we're hate mail. Absolutely, yes. send it on over. We're we're like ready. one of my other favorite podcasts says hate mail, but the hate has an eight. <laughs> awesome. It's never eight pieces of hate, or it's never eight pieces of mail, but it's always hate. Yeah. Oh gosh, if you know what podcast I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh gosh. Or follow Zach again on in- Instagram at Zach Abbotts. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube at Eric Thurston. So all right, guys. Well that just about wraps up this show for this. No, that wraps week. it up. It does it? Is yeah. it are you sure? It's, it's wrapped. Yeah, okay, we're, we're for, for sure this time. Because yeah, we did we here. tried that ten minutes ago and here we- <laughs> Anyway, we got M- Captain Marvel coming up. And tune in. When are we tuning in? <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday night, the That's episode right. is out. Uh, used to be Mondays. We're moving it to Sunday nights now. Yeah. So no, no drinking game next week. Uh, Captain Marvel. We're super excited for that. What's that cat about? What is the cat? What's the cat about? I, uh, y- you know, I oh, don't I know. know. Oh, I know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And you know, it just exposes my lack of comic nerdism. It's fun, but I, I chose not to dive into. No, it's good. So anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, so tune in next week to hear us talk about Marvel, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.